Welcome to the Daring Living Podcast, where we have honest conversations about personal growth, how to create success, and what it means to live a joyful and daring life. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Shirley Huang. Hello, hello, everybody. I am very, very excited to share with you this week's topic. We are talking all about addictions and binging behaviors and how to really help you approach the specific behavior that you are having right now from a completely different perspective. This topic was inspired by a program that I recently joined is called the Shane Clinic by Simone Soul and David Bedrick. And they're amazing. And I've just been learning so much from them about like how to live and light a life that is unshamed and how to truly, really, really be yourself and really let all of you come out instead of following the conventional rules. So that has been so helpful for me. And like really let yourself be supported, right? If there is something that you feel like you're being called to, get yourself into that space for you to learn, for you to learn from amazing people, for you to be coached by them, for you to be in their presence, because that really helps you not just with your own personal journey, but also with your work, um, also like this, right? Like, for example, if I hadn't joined the program, I wouldn't be inspired and receive the download to talk about this topic for my podcast. So everything's all interrelated and your life will just be so much more fun and you'll just feel so much more supported when you create that space in that environment for yourself. So yes, just an introduction to you <laughs> before we start today's topic, let yourself be supported. Let yourself be held in an environment. Create that environment for yourself to thrive and grow, grow in. That is so, so important. All right. So let's talk about how to help you stop addictive behaviors and how can we look at addictions and binging behaviors from a completely different perspective. So when you think about addictive behaviors and addictions, how I'm explaining it in this episode today is anything that you feel like is a behavior that you almost feel like you have no control over, almost feel like you have lost the control that it has become addiction. And so that's how I define it. And I think when you think about addictions, most people in general, we immediately go to, you know, in the public eye, what is generally seen as like, kind of like addiction behaviors that people get, get into, such as alcohol, sex, drugs, porn, those kind of things. But really, it is a very personal thing. You can be addicted to shopping. You can be addicted to exercising. You can be addicted to working, like overworking yourself and not knowing how to stop. Busying is also a form of addiction, right? So it's really any behavior that for you personally in your life that you feel like you can't control and it's almost like almost like you have no control over it, right? So that's what we're really talking about today. Um, watching drama, watching movies, consuming social media, scrolling social media, that can also be an addiction, right? And what a lot of us do is there's so much shame and judgment around how we look at our own 
addictive behaviors. When there is shame and judgment that is being present, we kind of just hide away from it, right? When we feel shame, we tend to hide. When we feel shame, we avoid, right? So then we start shaming ourselves from doing the behavior. And then because we feel so bad about ourselves and then we continue to keep on doing it, right? It becomes a cycle that you keep on repeating again and again. So what we really want to look at, first of all, is we really want to look at what that behavior is for you. So it might be scrolling on social media so much, and maybe you really, really judge yourself about it, right? You really shame yourself about scrolling on social media so much, and it feels like it's become an addiction. Instead of looking at it as something that is wrong, like a wrong behavior, like a bad behavior that you shouldn't have done, you shouldn't be doing, there's actually so much intelligence that's here for you to learn from right this behavior that you're doing is showing you so much about your life so we want to really you want to really ask yourself what's really underneath your reasons for doing it why do you want to scroll on social media all the time what's it like for you when you're experiencing yourself scrolling on social media right it's not wrong that you're doing it and when we tell ourselves it's wrong, we hide, we avoid, but then we also can't hurt ourselves, so, so we keep on doing it. But then we disconnect ourselves from the actual experience of it and really understanding the reason why you're doing it, right? That's actually so, so important, right? Really asking yourself, what's really underneath the reasons that you're doing this behavior? And let's get to know that version of you. What are you really craving right now? Why are you doing it? What is the need here? that's not being fulfilled for you? What are you really looking for when you are scrolling on social media? Maybe for a lot of people, it's building the comfort of just watching content and not needing to take actions because taking action feels scary. So they reserve, they go to just scrolling and it makes, them, makes their brain busy thinking about things, but they're actually not doing things, right? So they feel the comfort in that, ah, that's the reason why you're scrolling on social media, right? That's the reason why. There was a time, there was a period in my life um, before I became a life coach, I came home every day. I always, always need a glass of wine <laughs> after, after I have dinner. Like every night, I need a glass of wine before I go to bed. I know, right? <laughs> there was a time where I was addicted to wine. And when I think back to that moment, I ask myself, oh, why was I really needing that glass of wine? Because if I didn't, like the glass of wine helped to ease the anxiety and the discomfort I was feeling inside, the anxiety and almost like the hopelessness about my life and the place where I'm in right now. And so in order to, for me to actually sleep, to fall asleep, I need to drink that glass of wine for me to, to kind of like numb myself so I can go to sleep a lot easier. Ah, that's why. It's not the drinking itself. It's because I was feeling so helpless and so powerless and so so lost in my life. Right? That's what we really want to look at. So your behavior, your addictive behavior is not a problem. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's not because you're out of control. I mean, yes, it's going to feel like that. But what we really want to look at is what is really underneath here. 
What do you need? How can we really help you achieve that in a different way? Right? Like your ad- addictive behavior is your body's best way to really help you get your get give you what you want with what it knows how. Your body was with your body is just doing its job, trying to give you what you really crave for and what you really want deep inside. There was also a phase in my business where I was very addicted to watching dramas and binge watching dramas. And for some of you, you might be thinking about this and you'll be like, oh yeah, I do that too. I binge watch dramas all the time. And again, it's not about the behavior. It's about how like intense like the intensity that I view the behavior and how much judgment I had over what I was doing and it literally felt like every day I was just watching drama I didn't want to do anything else I didn't want to work on my business I didn't want to eat and I also lacked sleep and just like binge watched it like it was a really really bad period of my life and I was so ashamed about it right I was thinking wow, like, look at me, I'm a coach. And this is, this is how I'm treating my life. And there was just so much shame around this behavior that I was doing. And I just kept it to myself for a very long time. And it got to a place where uh, it, it got to a place where I like missed calls with my coach, with my coach at the time, because I was just doing it so much and I couldn't wake up in time to um, jump on the session with her. And I was feeling so ashamed about that. And the the next time when we had the session, I jumped on and I immediately explained to her what had happened. And and in that moment, I just like, like some, a part of me just came out and I just started crying. I was just like letting everything go and just really allowing my addiction and my shame being seen by her by my coach for the first time and I was just I basically I just like released completely and it was such a powerful moment for me because here's the thing with like addictions and if you have if you feel very ashamed about what you're doing is that we always tackle shame by letting the shameful part, the most shameful part of ourselves, meet a loving witness. What had healed me on that call, like I will always remember that call to this day because that call, something powerful came through me. And in that call, I released the shame that I had about my addiction behavior. I just completely let it go. And I was able to let it go because there was a person, there was another person in front of me that's witnessing me experiencing this shame. So how do you tackle shame? You tackle shame by letting shame be witnessed. Not by yourself. So I mean, sometimes, yes, you can do that. That also works. But it will feel so, so, so much more powerful when you let someone else witness you and your shame. And all of a sudden, shame loses its power over you. I have coached so many people. They come to me feeling shameful, feeling ashamed about maybe binge watching drama or don't know how to, can't can't quit their habit with smoking or 
they are not working on their business and they scroll so much on social media, right? Or or there's like they're like binge eating, and all of these shameful, quote unquote, shameful behaviors, addictive behaviors. When they come, a lot most of them are like, I want to change it. This is shameful. I shouldn't have been doing it. I want to fix this right now, and. What we always explore with them is, okay, what is really underneath, right? What is the desire that you're actually longing for? Why are you doing this? And also, what if this is not a problem at all? What if there's nothing wrong with you doing this behavior? And that this behavior is just showing you something that will really help you learn more about yourself. And what is the intelligence here? If this behavior is your friend, what will it do? If this behavior is still here for you, what is it showing you right now? And in that moment, the shame dissipates, right? We release the shame so that you can be fully with this behavior alone and really see it as, oh, hey, this is just something I'm experiencing right now. Let's understand it better. Let's really understand what is happening right now. Do you see the difference? When you're in shame, you can't look at things in a very um, in a very curious way. And then when we let go of the shame, then we can really understand the intelligence, the learnings, the wisdom that is here for us to get out of this behavior, right? So we tackle shame by letting it meet a loving witness. And then what I really realized was that, oh, wow, like underneath my, my addiction of being addicted to dramas, what I really crave was I just really desired to just feel and just experience a feeling of living and experiencing a good story. Like I love dramas and I want to feel like when the characters cry, I cry with them. When they fall in love, I fall in love with them. And I feel their courage. I feel their um, the disappointment, their failures. I feel their successes. Like it just all feels so good. And what I really crave was I really just want to feel and experience. And yeah, in my life, I was giving myself so much pressure and so much burden to do well in my business. And it almost felt like everything needed to have an agenda. Everything I do has to have a reason for doing it. And what I really craved was, you know what? Like, I just want to lean back, relax, not care about anything, not think about anything, and just be able to enjoy a good story. Just be able to truly feel and truly experience for the sake of experiencing it and not because I need to make money or sign clients or whatever, right? So that's really what I crave for. Do you see? It's not binging drama itself. Is why are you doing it? How does it make you feel when you're doing it? Ah, so this is what you really desire. This is what you crave, right? And how can we help you fulfill your need in a different way, in a way that feels that feels truer for you, as opposed to the substitute of just getting the temporary, um temporary cravings from a substitute such as watching drama. Do you see? But I couldn't have saw this. I couldn't have been this curious and really 
looking at my behavior from this perspective is if I was just shaming and judging myself. I wouldn't be able to find the actual meaning and the actual needs and my actual needs and desires underneath. Do you see? And so afterwards, what I did was I slowly just practiced being more present. I slowly just practiced living and feeling and just having fun in my life and experiencing for the pure joy of experiencing it and just like really enjoying my life right now. And slowly over time, like my binging behavior stopped. I still watch dramas, but I'm not watching it from a place of like, I can't stop and I can't control myself. Do you see? There's a big, big difference. Because I was willing to look at that behavior and to look at it from so much curiosity, from so much um, like wanting to really understand what's underneath and not seeing it as something that is bad. There's nothing bad or wrong with your behavior. It's just showing you a need that hasn't been fulfilled yet in your life a need and a craving, a desire, whatever it is. And so let's figure out what that is, right? Really be curious with yourself. If this is not a problem, then what is really happening right now? What do I really need right now? And how can I really give that to myself in a different way? Okay, so, so far we talked about really approaching the binging behavior from like a more compassionate and curious place instead of on judgment and on shame, because that's definitely not going to help. And now let's really talk about how do you actually make the actual behavior changes, right? Let's say if you don't want to binge drama, then how can we actually stop so that you don't do it? And instead of um, maybe instead of smoking, how do we really help you get out of that place? Now, of course, right, once you understand the, the need that's underneath, um, that will also really, really help. So a lot of the times, what I just talked about earlier, that's already going to help you so much. And sometimes because your brain and your body is so used to a certain familiarity, right, a certain behavior that it just continues to repeat, right? Your body and your brain loves repetition because it's just familiar. It's just easy for it to do. It saves energy. So then you just keep on doing it and doing it. And so if we get out of our head and we just look at the actual physical um, addiction from the body that just wants to keep on repeating things, let's talk about really helping you make that actual change, right? Actual behavioral change. And so this is it's almost like, how can we help you transition out of watching drama every night at this certain specific time and into doing something different? And the first thing that you really want to think about with making those physical changes is it's about, it really is about practicing being present and noticing your body, right? Because again, the automatic familiarity, it comes from your body. Like your body's just used to doing things a certain way. Your brain's just used to doing things a certain way. And we do it without thinking much about it. We just like watch ourselves doing it. And so how can we let your body to be present in the moment and to feel the urge? It's going to come from urge, right? You're going to be, Maybe you're like finishing dinner and you feel the urge to drink, 
maybe it's late at night right now and everything's easing down and you feel the urge to turn on Netflix. You feel the urge to reach out to your phone and check it, right? The urge is a feeling that you're going to feel in your body. And especially in the beginning when you're making that transition, your body is just still used to a certain way of doing things. So it wants to continue and follow that habit. And so what you want to do is really want to bring your attention down to your body, being present, feeling the urge, right? Where does the urge feel? Where do you notice in your body? Maybe you're feeling it like a, like a tightness in your chest. Maybe you're feeling something like tingling sensation on the arms. Maybe it's your stomach. You're feeling, it's feeling something, right? Where is it? Like what's the sensation that you're feeling in your body in the form of the urge? And then once you pinpoint it, once you notice it, allow yourself to gently breathe into it. <sighs> breathe into that urge when you can feel it. And just be there with it for a moment. It doesn't have to take long. It can be as, as short as 30 seconds, but really allow yourself to gently breathe into that urge to kind of loosen it a little bit. And what's going to happen is this is an act of practicing being present and practicing being with the urge instead of acting from the urge, right? Because when you act from the urge, you're going to want to turn on that TV. When you act from the urge, you're just going to pour yourself that wine. And so many of us, were, we're so disconnected with our bodies that we just do it without allowing, without realizing that, hey, I can be here with the sensation without needing to do anything, without needing to take actions from it, okay? And in the beginning, as you're making, doing this transition to get yourself out of this binging behavior, you want to expect that it's just going to be, like you're just going to experience withdrawals and you're just going to feel uncomfortable with this urge. Right? You're going to feel like, oh, like I really want to do that thing. You all have to be a lot more conscious and intentional in the beginning because this way of doing, this new way of doing things, it just haven't been automatic yet, right? Your body is just not familiar with it yet, right? It takes on average 21 days for a habit to fully stick. So 21 days, right? So give yourself grace. Give yourself so much compassion, as you are really making that change in your life in the beginning. And the other thing I want to really talk about is who are you being? This is something that's very important, right? Who are you being in the moments when you want to do the behavior? And also who are you being after you have done the behavior? So let's say you, um, let's say you want to stop binge eating sugar at night. Who are you being in the moment when you want to go to a cabinet and uh, grab that cookie to eat? Right? I want you to notice the common thoughts that's going to show up in your brain in the moment. Thoughts such as, oh yeah, like this one bite is not, this, this, this one cookie, is, it doesn't hurt. Right? Or I will start the behavior tomorrow. Or I can, I can eat one and then I, I'll just stop there. How many times have we taught ourselves this? Oh, just one episode. Just one more episode. <laughs> or like, oh, I'll just, I'll just like check this one thing on my phone. And then you end up staying on there for one hour, right? <laughs> or just like, just one sip, just one sip of wine. But this is the thing. 
when you are when you identify that behavior as quote unquote an addiction, you want to cut out all ties with it in the beginning, especially, especially if you view it as an addiction. You want to cut out all ties. That means not even having that one cookie, right? So who are you being in the moment right before when you're about to do it? Notice the thoughts that's going to come up. Notice the urge that's going to come up. If in this moment you are being someone who does not have this addiction behavior, how is that per person thinking versus how are you thinking right now? Because that person is not thinking one cookie doesn't hurt. That person is thinking about anything else but eating the cookie. Do you see? There's a big difference. So really ask, your, ask yourself, who are you being in the moment? The person is not thinking about just one episode and then I'll stop. Or the person is not thinking about, oh, I really want to watch one episode right now, but I can't, right? That person is not in that conflict, internal conflict in their mind. That person is like, I don't know, like, let me call a friend or let me read a book, right? It's not even on their mind that they might want to watch an episode. That's a big difference. The other thing you want to ask yourself is, who are you being after? After you, let's say you accidentally eat a cookie again, or you accidentally binge watch drama again. Who are you being after you have done it? Because what's going to happen is, if you're someone who struggles with watching drama and can't manage your time, then what happens is after you do it, you're going to start judging yourself, going like, oh my gosh, like I just waste, I just like didn't sleep at all. So then the next day, like my, ne my next day is all ruined, <laughs> right? How often do we tell ourselves that? My next day is all ruined because of this one behavior. So you start criticizing yourself about it. You start shaming yourself about it, right? This is, this is you being the person who is struggling with watching drama. Now, versus let's say if you do it again and how would that person who like doesn't have the problem, how would that person behave? That person might be like, oh, well, I can't believe I watched drama that late. Oh my gosh, why did I do that? That's so stupid, right? And then that person moves on and, right? Do you see, they don't see it as a big deal. And then maybe for the next day, they, had, they just go to bed early. They don't see it as a big problem because they don't see it as an addiction. Do you see? So who are you being and what are you thinking about regarding this behavior in your head is actually very important. Even if you're telling yourself like, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink tonight. That's still you being someone who is struggling with drinking. Even if you're telling yourself you can't, you're still thinking about drinking 24-7, right? It's still on your mind. It's still taking a big part of your mind and your space. And so someone who doesn't struggle with drinking, that person is not thinking about drinking or even thinking about trying to stop drinking at all. Do you see the difference? And so who are you being is an internal thing. You want to really ask yourself, okay, if I'm someone who, um, who is not struggling with, like, is not, is not addicted to work, to working all the time, then what would that person be thinking about at night? Maybe that person is thinking about, oh, let me go for a walk. Let me spend time with family. Let me read a book. Let me go to sleep early. 
or let me just not do anything tonight. Right? They're not thinking about work. And they're also not thinking about not working. <laughs> right? All right. So these are kind of the three main concepts I really, really want to talk about today. Number one is unshaming your addictive behavior. I really see that there's just so it's just a behavior that's teaching you so much. And it's not wrong that you're experiencing this. It's just there's a need and a desire that's just being unfulfilled right now. And how can we help you understand it so much more? How can we really see the intelligence that's underneath here? And the second thing is, okay, how can we remember there's always a transition period before you uh, before you you actually change your behavior fully, right? There's always that transition period. And it's about being with the urge, being present with it, breathing into it and allow, like expect the discomfort um, to be there in the beginning as you're making a change. And the third thing, the last thing is who are you being? Who are you being in every moment in your day if you're someone who doesn't struggle with this addiction? What would you be thinking about? How are you be feeling? How are you behaving? And even if you do do the behavior, even if you do eat a cookie, even if you do accidentally buy the, the thing again, or like shop too much, you actually press purchase again when you're buying the item. Right? Even if you are doing that, who are you being after you have done that? What's the story that you're telling yourself? All right, that is all from me today. And don't forget, you're amazing. Your life is amazing. And there's nothing ever, anything wrong with you. We are all just growing in our own journeys. And any behaviors that you're doing, there is a reason for them. Let's understand them before coming to a conclusion to judge them and shame them right away. All right, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, if you're finding this podcast helpful, then you won't believe how your life will change after working with me one-on-one. Inside my private coaching space is where we take all this information deeper to a next level and customizing the concepts so you can apply and integrate them into your own daily relationships, your work, your business, your quality of living, and so much more. Let's make what feels impossible in your life right now your dream come true. You get to create your version of a successful and thriving life. You are already amazing. My job is simply to help you activate and express that outward even more powerfully. Apply to work with me at daringliving.com forward slash apply. Again, that is daringliving.com forward slash apply. And I look forward to hear from you very soon. Bye.